0: Up and eyes. It ain't hard to tell. You better realize. We live in this till the day that we die. Survival of the fit, only strong survive. We, still we, strong live, we live in by this 'til the day that we die. Survival of the fit, only <laughs> the strong survive. Still we still strong live, live in this 'til the day we that we die. Survival of the fit, only <laughs> strong survive. We, still live we live in this 'til the day that we die. Survival of the fit, only <laughs> strong survive. We live in this 'til the day that we die. Survival of the fit, only the strong survive. But when your eyes will get wide, look alive. 95, roll up
1: okay guys um, I have prepared something special for the intro part this uh, evening Ooh. I'm going I'm going off uh, <laughs> the usual uh, thing is so in the in our document I, I, I've Feeded, no, that's the wrong one. Uh, I've feeded ChatGTP our stuff that we've been talking about earlier. <laughs> and I, I uh, asked it to do an intro. So what I would ask you guys to, to do is to check our document, and we will together do this intro. Okay?
0: Oh, shit. Okay. Yep.
1: So, so this is <laughs> most of the Week. Uh, AI version intro. Okay?
0: Okay. I'm I'm getting uh, are, uh, uh, are you guys seeing the your the script? Carl, do you see our document? Uh, yes, I do. Awesome.
1: Okay. Okay. So, everyone, let's go. Welcome, fellow Planeswalkers, to another exciting episode of the Monster of the Week the Swedish podcast dedicated to all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host Seb, and alongside me is the ever-enthusiastic Anton.
0: Hi there everyone, and today we have a special guest joining us all the way from the magical world of Sweden, Carl!
1: That's right folks, we're diving deep into the enchanting world of pre-modern, a fan-made format that's pure nostalgia. And guess what, Wizards of the Coast has absolutely nothing to do with it!
0: It's like taking a step back in time, right, Seb?
1: Absolutely, Hampton. Pre modern is all about carefully created slice of magic history. And in this episode, we're going to uncover the secret of a powerful Bant deck that revolves around the iconic card Survival of the Fittest.
0: Oh, you're in for a treat, listeners. But before we get into the nitty gritty of this deck, let's introduce our expert, Carl who's been making waves in the monthly pre-modern online tournament scene.
1: Carl, welcome to the show! Thanks
0: for having me, guys. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here.
1: And for all the listeners out there, did you know, (laughs) did you know I happen to know the founder of the pre-modern format, Martin Berlin? We'll share a bit about that later. But first, Carl, why... But first, why Carl? Why now?
0: Well, Seb, we usually... (laughs) dive deep into pre-modern and old-school magic, and this time, we couldn't resist talking to Carl about his amazing run in the pre-modern monthly tournament.
1: That's right Anton, we're all about exploring unique decks and strategies, and Carl's deck is a prime example.
0: Any recent developments or news, Seb?
1: Not much Anton, though we should mention the recent ban of glam tax, which has caused quite a stir in the pre-modern community.
0: And what can our listeners expect from this episode's dynamic trio?
1: Well, I may not be the pre-modern expert like you Anton, but I'm here to keep the conversation flowing. Anton, on the other hand, is the enthusiastic co-host. And Carl, well, it's a bit of a surprise how
0: the one will play out. Oh, and let's not forget those little tidbits about ourselves, Sam. You're known as the robot, and I'm all (laughs) about hitting the gym. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Anton.
0: So whether you're a seasoned pre-modern player or a curious newcomer, stick around because this episode is packed with magic, nostalgia and a whole lot of fun.
1: That's right, Anton. So grab your cards and prepare to embark on another enchanting journey through the world of Premodern. Let's get started.
0: Wow, okay. that was a long script.
1: Yeah, maybe a bit too long. And, and we're not doing that. and Screw That, right?
0: No, I haven't had the time to prepare for that because of Euros coming up and uh, pre-modern Super Gauntlet and everything. So, sorry, uh, it will come another week.
1: Um, okay, so let's get back to the nitty-gritty. Well, yeah. What are we doing here <laughs> <Where> exactly? <laughs>
0: I'm uh, a bit in shock right now. I don't know how to go back to, to my own character again. But yeah, okay. I, I was expecting Seb to actually ask the, the normal question. What are we talking about today, okay. Anton?
1: What are we talking about today, Anton?
0: And today we are talking about our favorite magic set, Invasion staples. Seb always comes back to Void, and I always come back to Goblin Trenches and Mystic Snake. Mm -hmm. And our guest today, Carl Engvall, he's uh, kicking ass in the August monthly with a lovely brew that contains one Utopia Tree, one Sunscape Familiar, one Mystic Snake, among a lot of other cool cards. But uh, yeah, Bant, Survival, Bant for those old schoolers is... Blue, white, green. We're talking band survival with Karl Engval. Welcome, Carl.
2: Thank you very much, guys. I'm glad to be here.
0: We are glad to have you here. So, Carl, you're um, you're a famous Swedish guy, I guess. You're from Gothenburg, and we meet you at uh, the Gothcon convention uh, every Easter, right?
2: Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, so I played. I think it just maybe. Two times, uh, yeah, Eastern Championship. Yeah, yeah, correct. Pre modern
1: one, yeah. Yes.
3: Were
2: you playing old school also, or? No, um, I um, no, I don't have the cards, so so I don't play old school. Only pre modern.
0: Yeah, but that's that's the. That's old school also, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Why don't you tell us a little about your uh, Premodern journey, Carl? How long have you played the format and um, when did you enter the monthlies and whatnot? Uh,
2: Sure. Yeah, so I started, I think, a little bit during late 2018. Uh, So I was introduced to Premodern uh, by a friend, uh, Jonas Bjarnstedt. I think you maybe met him Anton as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Uh, a fellow nerd. Yes.
2: Um, So he... uh, he mentioned this uh, this magic format for me and and i haven't uh, i hadn't played like magic for like really long time and i got a little bit interested and i shaked it up a little bit and then i got hooked actually quite fast
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. i think some people say like you don't quit quick uh, quit medic you just like have a break so i had a long break like 20, yeah 20 years <laughs> but um but my,
1: was it pre-modern that got you started again or was yes, it, did you? pre-modern. Okay. Yes. Oh.
0: So Usually, wait, your, your first break, was that at the actual pre-modern era? Yes. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. cool. That's a first for me, actually. Usually people like play other, maybe even standard mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever, and then they fi- find out about old school, they dip their toes into pre-modern or the other way around or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but I'm a bit different than in that sense. <laughs> mm. So I think we've had like a few nationals here in Stockholm that just grinded into pre-modern, also maybe. So it's cool to see.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So
2: I I, I played uh, then the nationals uh, 2019. Uh, then, mm-hmm. uh, but 2018. So then we had some play in Gothenburg at the bar. Some people were meeting. Um, and then I started brewing a little bit and buying some cards and getting into the format. And yeah, then I started to play online mostly, uh, I think in like early 2019. And then I played more or less every month for maybe one and a half year. And then I had a quite long break playing online and uh, I think I played like last time in like april March 2021 and then i came back came back to the online now in august uh, this year uh with mm-hmm. the uh, band survivor deck
1: you had a recent break then yeah again yeah but i
2: played some um in person uh magic king Gothenburg it's a little bit more
0: oh,
1: um, from the league more yes yeah yeah,
0: break, yeah from yeah. the online league yes
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you you're still uh in the format you, were, you weren't surprised that shit there's so many new decks since like 2021
2: <laughs> no not really so i, I played like uh, more or less uh, for around 5 years but uh, sometimes a little bit more sometimes a little bit less and so on uh, depending on on uh, yeah on time and so on
1: what what was the first deck you got into when you started brewing pre modern Stuff, it was actually
2: uh, this deck <laughs> that oh, I okay. played in okay. the monthly, uh, the survival deck. So um, then I tried, yeah, I maybe built around 10, ten decks or something. So I, I played some different decks, uh, but I think this is like my pet deck, you can mm. say. Uh, it's so, it's, it's a deck I played in some different iterations, uh, and uh, so yeah, I started with. Uh, a similar list. I think I started without survival. I, I was just hooked on some cards that I played in the late 90s when I wanted to play, play again. So it was. Uh, mm.
1: uh, do, do you remember, Anton, what your first deck was in for Modern?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do actually. It, it was a uh, Secret Force deck, the, mm-hmm. the, the iteration of Rock, basically, uh, yeah. but with Natural Order and uh, Verdant Force. Mm. Uh, but. Quite quickly thereafter, I started playing else and like really went into
3: the <laughs> Yeah, bank about that
1: one, got in deep. I, I started. I played the uh, fires. <laughs> oh, of course you did. <laughs> but, but we're not seeing that many fires today.
0: <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it turns out anger was the better fires card. Uh, <laughs> I I actually
2: saw one fires stick two days ago in Gothenburg that I played against. Oh, mm-hmm. nice, no? nice,
1: yeah, no. uh, I, I, we did have like a couple of uh, uh, like blog posts from Martin Berlin and he helped me brew fires. And I remember like having the Soul Lands and Call of the Herd and like Blastoderm yeah. uh, and stuff like that. And I, like now I think he has some brewing-ish uh, decks there that he still likes to go into the Call of the Herd territory.
0: Yeah, Call of the Herder comes back. Like, it's it's actually playable in Premodern right now. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to see that one.
3: Yeah.
0: But uh, what,
1: do you remember, sorry, I just want to know, no. Carl, do you remember what, what you played? What the, was the fire stack consisted of that you played against?
2: Yeah, it was, uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, Bailoth and Blaster Arms, um, Yeah. Was called and um, green and red enchantments, uh, pandemonium and um, sapling burst. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Mm. Nice.
1: Okay. All in. <laughs> so
2: Seb just came, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so actually, we were we, we was one one and so we we're going to take game three another another time. So, Zach uh, so played against the Flux uh, at, at Svensk Magic. Yep.
0: Yeah. The legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Should we read up your deck list just to to get some context here, and mm-hmm. uh, let's talk uh, the, de- the evolution and uh, recent tech, and uh, let's take it from there, basically. So uh, from the top, I have a deck list here from the August monthly this year. Uh, we have four birds of paradise, four uh, wall of roots, two basking root Vellas, two trade wind survival, two metal images, two deranged termite, one wear bear, one utopia tree one uh, Land of Were Elf, one Hunting Moa, one Squee, one Genesis, one Cross and Tusker, one and Ranger, one um, nantuka Vigilante, one Waterfront Bouncer, one Mastercore, one, <laughs> oh my God, there's one in my house. One <laughs> yeah. uh, Mother Runes, one Gilded Drake, one ravenous Baloth, one Sunscape Familiar, one Aura Mancer, one uh, <laughs> Enlightened Tutor, one Aura of Silence, four Survival of the Fittest, one silver library, one windroarb, one opposition, three forests, one plains, one island, two windswept teeth, three gas cradle, four Yavamaya coast, two cedar brass, one gemstone mine, one grand Colosseum, one thran quarry, and one Trevor's ruins. And in the sideboard, three plows, one aura of silence, one ray of revelation, three annals, two shills, one mystic snake, there it is, three black vice, and one forex and furnace. And oh my god, I took them all from a pick. That's a great deck pick, Carl. That's how we do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, you didn't read the actual deck No, list. no, this, this is not... just a good deck pick. Yeah.
0: But notably, and I love it, you play 61 cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: I would like to play 80, but it's not possible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm behind the 61 cards uh, tech. That, that's nice. But uh, should we start on hunting Moa? What the fuck? What's up with the bird? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, it seemed to be quite good sometimes. Um, I think uh, I talked a little bit about the the, the um, match I played against uh, Flux when he uh, played his Fires deck. And yeah. I think he, he even intri- uh, put the Hunting mover in that deck because his fight could be quite good sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the thing in this deck, it's... Um, I tried some different decks with like life gain stuff, because uh, to survive a little bit longer against aggro uh, decks, and I tried like Worship, for example, um, can work, but it's a little bit expensive uh, with four mana, uh, and the white is, I don't want to go too deep into white, for example, uh, I tried Spike Feeder, can work as well, um, but... Now I I think uh, then I change it to Bailoff off and combine it with hunting mobile since it's a bird beast you can suck it to bail yeah, so. to gain four life so yeah. and and you can recur it with Genesis so this is the deck that is very grindy uh, it yeah. usually plays very long games yeah. so uh, you can recur it with Genesis and gain four life a turn. And then you get some extra value with the plus one plus one counter that you can put on anything. Like sometimes just the birds of paradise, attack with person of paradise or uh, whatever. Yeah. So it, it depends a lot. But um, it depends on, uh, on the matchup, of course. But uh, that's like the main thing that you can get some uh, life gain with it. So that's the the main tech. But
0: yeah, you have trade wind raiders and and for bouncers as well. So you can do shenanigans there. Yeah, you have it all, man. You yeah. really have it all. But h- it.
1: How does the Gilded Drake? Uh, can you like use the trigger in any sense? Or you also have the Gilded Drake there. When do you want to get that? It's just basically for Gustos or whatever? Or uh, Yeah,
2: the so Gilded Drake is like against like heavy hitting creatures. Uh, yeah. Uh, like uh, Dreadnought or uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, so a lot of different. Uh, so Dreadnought, of course. Dreadnoughts yeah. and uh, what's it called? The, for example, the green white beasts. Um, yeah, Phantom Nishoba. Yeah, Nishoba and yep. like yep. reanimator stuff. Yep. Uh, so, like heavy hitting creatures, you can steal them and then you can bounce the Drake back to hand uh, with exactly. Training Rider or with nice. uh, the Waterfront Bouncer. Um, yeah. So, and then you can steal
0: more stuff. <laughs> I mean, you have, yeah, you have answers to everything here. Like, I, I'm not sure what end we should start talking. Actually, yeah. Okay, like... we're on we're on the trade wind rider stuff now. So, like, you have a lot of cool enters the battlefield creature package here. mm mm-hmm. um, So let's stick to that for now. So, enters the battlefield creatures you have deranged hermit. You have hunting Moa, You have Nantuko vigilante, gilded drake, and aura Right. Yes. Yeah, so you cover all axes except life gain, basically.
1: No, we have the bale. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bailoth, yeah. But it yeah. en- enters
0: the battlefield effects. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, from the to other... B's. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: If if you if we're not talking about genesis, also, <laughs> I guess <Yeah. laughs> putting that into everything. <laughs> uh,
0: so how did you end up on two trade wind riders? Is that a magical number?
1: Uh,
2: yeah, I think it is. Um... But um, I tried the deck like we would just with one and maybe with three as well, but I think two is, it's it's quite, uh, yeah, I think it's a good number, but this is of course a deck that you can tweak in a number of ways because it is a lot of one-offs and some two-offs and so on, so, so but uh, I think I'm quite, it feels quite fine, yeah, I think with two. Uh, so that's at least my feeling uh, in, in the gut.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm. So we're, really now into all the creatures and like the toolkit package and we're trying to make out how the deck ticks and whatever, uh, but may can we take a step back and like, so we have survival, Anton, I'm, I'm looking at you here. We have survival in pre-modern and basically we go from elves usually, right? What yeah, are, I
0: think the two, the two- biggest uh, like archetypes of survivals are obviously elves and uh, full English breakfast or hermit following the English breakfast It's mm-hmm. like two big contributors to or like competitors I should say but I think this deck it's not a survival combo
1: deck like the fab deck and it's not a I don't know the elves thingy either going on here right?
0: No, but I mean, yeah, of course, Carl said it. Like, it's a mid-range stew, I guess, that can Mm. go grindy. But like, yeah, you have some prison elements here as well with opposition and winter orb, so. Yeah. Like, what's your your vision? Is it just like you adapt ad hoc, like whatever you're facing, you have all the tools, so you just take it from there? Or do you have like an actual, like, this is the main plan of the deck in most uh, scenarios or? How do you approach the deck, Carl? Mm,
2: no, not really. So I think it is usually you try to adapt to the to a certain yeah. up usually and try to have answers. And uh, yeah. and in some cases this text need to be some like the aggro or the beat down. Yeah. But that doesn't work that well, usually. So I struggle a lot against control decks, I would say. It's like the worst, maybe worst matchup, oh, besides elves, because that's just unwinnable. So it's like, you a, we don't need to talk about it, even. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, humility is not that good in this deck. So, yeah, I don't know, whatever you can, yeah, that, that's a problem with Bant, maybe.
2: Yeah, but I mean. But... I, I think, like, the the for example, the blue-white control deck, it's, you can, like, try to fight the Wrath of God. I mean, you need to fight the Wrath of God, the Source, the Plowshare, and the, um, uh, Humility at the same So It's three cards, so that's a bit difficult. Um, and you need to fight them in, like, different ways. So two of them I think was okay, but maybe the third card is problematic. Uh, it can be Wrath of God or... Um, or
1: humility.
0: Yeah, but you have the Genesis main deck. That's very good. Yes, against oh. uh, control. But yeah, yeah, and very...
1: Squee and like yeah. survival in yeah. itself is kind of decent. But well, if I'm looking at like just looking at the deck as it is, you have a bun. You're ramping out stuff also, right? Aren't you called? Like you you don't really need survival, you have a pretty strong like creature suite just uh, like going from, you have four birds, you have four walls, <laughs> and you have the utopia tree also, that's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah so, and the dork, and have one dork, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and one werebear, Yeah, how many werebears? Uh, yes, one. Yeah, one, yeah. Mm
2: so i played with the fingernails before but i changed this one because you if you get threshold because you get threshold quite often in long games and then you have a 4-4 so it's yeah. uh, uh i'm been satisfied with it so far so but yeah you you need it you you need a ramp you know this deck is very mana hungry so um so you need a lot of dorks and uh, and when yeah. when you get the cradle and you can get a really a lot of mana but even without it you can get quite decent a lot of mana with just the dwarves and some land drops
0: but how did you i mean i me and jokim another fellow swede we have brewed like Bant uh, survival midrange stew uh, like back and forth and we also landed on specifically the one utopia tree like four birds and one of utopia tree. that was like solid as hell how did you come to that conclusion as well is it just like independent chance
2: no i think I... I've been brewing a little bit, and and actually maybe I can say some things about the history of the deck, I didn't do that before, but this deck was heavily inspired by Joachim Almelund's deck, so he played it in the Eurochamps 2018, so I saw that deck and said, oh, this deck looks really sweet, so I started actually there, uh, more or less, and and that deck looked a little bit different if you compare to, to, to my list right now. Uh so it's so it's it, it started there. Uh but I think his deck was uh, uh green blue. Um and I really wanted to fit Enlighted Turtles. So I get could get survival, uh, and you could get Winter Orb or Opposition. So so in the deck as as early iterations of the deck, I think I played maybe three copies of Winter Orb, three copies of Opposition, and something like maybe three maybe started with like three in the Turtles, but that was like really too much there um so i felt i really really wanted to like go more to into white because it solves some some other problems you can you can get the swords in in the sideboard i bring bring them in a lot so uh and you can get the aura of silence for example and uh, yeah and some other sweet cards like mother of runes can protect Shadunrider rider and other creatures and so on and you can get the Meddling Mages, so i think the the white adds a lot to the deck. But then it creates a lot of problems, mm-hmm. of course, and that's the mana base. Uh, so, because, yeah, all that plays Primo'da knows that it's, yeah, you can play friendly two-color decks, that's quite fine, but if you go, like, enemy colors and you go to three colors, that's that put a lot of pressures on, on the deck construction uh, since mm-hmm. the mana base is usually terrible. So, um, so I made some changes. I um, put in the uh, Cross and Tusker you can um, put in one I, I played without uh, Islands and Plains first and I added one Plains one Island and I added the uh, Tusker you can cycle it to get the basic and yeah. I went down from four forests to three I think and added two Windsor Heath as well um, and uh, and one Utopia tree as well in the, at the same time and I think yeah. and I changed some of the multicolor lands as well, so I did that more or less at the same time. I think it's improved the mana base a lot.
0: Yeah, mm. but I mean, like you're even fitting in three gas cradles here, so it's like a heavily green deck. But mm. yeah, it's 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 a weird tension, and when you have the there are allied colors, but the main color is white. If we look at into duals so of flood strands and windswept teeth, so but I guess this combination like. Gets away but with no, it because no. of. The bird. main
1: color isn't really white because. No, 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 in, not in or... the
0: deck, obviously, but in band, The main allied colors uh-huh, it, that uh-huh. brings them all together is white. Uh-huh. And they okay. have, there's eight actual jewels. Uh, because available. Yeah. Du- yeah, you're right. right. But, but uh, since we don't have that, but we, we get away with it because of Birds of Paradise and uh, yeah, mm. Utopia 3, I guess. So, like, uh, yeah. It should, it should work, right? Mm. Obviously, it works, Carl, because you're in the finals of the August monthly, so yeah
2: maybe i was lucky <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we'll talk to you we'll, we'll get to your tournament report uh, later on and mm. you, you'll tell us if you're lucky or not but
1: we've been seeing some tuskers uh, like more and more recently right and i'm I'm mostly looking at the mid-range decks and
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. I mean, it's a it's a main staple in rock, of course. But like, there there's come this cool like living death Junk, uh, uh, Oath versions, uh, whatever. Mm. With Tusker as either a, an early like mana developer or mana mm. fixer, but also a late game threat. So yeah, it's it's a cool card.
1: And it's a mon- mana fix in this instance. That's pretty cool. Uh, and it's a beast. You
2: can suck it to bail off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. exactly, Yeah. there's so many There's
0: so much synergy going <laughs> yeah. on in this deck, it's like yeah, but it's,
2: insane. But that was a yuke, it cost seven mana, so it's not Yeah, Yeah, I am, but <laughs> still, yeah. still. But that, that <laughs> like, every little
0: happen. piece yeah.
1: counts.
3: Yeah, I'll
0: pass. Okay, I'll untap, uh, put this to three, um, I'll tap the ranger.
1: And I'll tap the mountain, I think is fine. Cool. Draw? Yep. Um, play a
3: survival. Oh,
0: for so. No, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, am, I, am I just dead now? No. Okay. I mean,
4: yes,
1: actually. Um. Tell me a bit about like, OK, I asked earlier about we have the ramping creatures and then you have uh, we have the enter the battlefield creature types. And then we have also uh, like have some more controlling parts, uh, Anton already mentioned, like you have the lockdown pieces and have the meddling matches. How, how do you like figure all this stuff out? They're like, oh, Meddling Mage is a cool card, I better have that or?
2: Uh, I more or less like try them out a little bit. So it's, uh, but it's against some matchups, it's really good. Uh, mm. So maybe it even will go up further more than two, uh, or maybe in the sideboard. So I think it's, yeah, we see a lot of Meddling Mages these days in like a lot of pre-modern decks. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a strong card.
0: Um, It's it's getting into the like mental misstep paradigm of vintage. Like you play mental misstep to counter mental misstep, and you play medley mage these days to like name medley mage. Mm. It's
3: very
0: very very common card now. The card
1: you're mentioning, like the worst like decks to meet was the heaven, hell, like the more controlling decks and maybe elves or whatever so meddling mage takes care of the wrath of gods and maybe sorts of plowshares or what are your thought process why you need them even uh
2: but the mages mm-hmm. uh yeah i think it's like a good like utility creature it can like uh, uh but at least it's a two-two, and it usually you can. Most decks have some problematic card, that's, but of course, in some matchup, it's not that good. But then you, as a, I, think it's, I, I quite seldom take it out. I think um, so, uh, yeah. like really good against Swords the Plowshare, for example. Um, yeah. Name Oath Oath is a nightmare for this deck. Um, yeah. yeah, and all kind of combo decks, it's really good against.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you have the one of Mother Runes to protect it as well. So, like, yeah, it's, I think it's a solid card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so,
2: so you, you can say uh, like it has like two main ways. It's like, for instance, like combo decks or like really problematic card, or, or the other hand, it, it works more like a pr- protective element, like uh, to protect the Trading Rider, uh, and sometimes together with Mother Runes, like, okay, if I. Percent of threat, like the trade rider, for example, that's one of t- quite few th- threats in the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, then it can work as a protection, for example, naming plow or something like that. Uh, so, uh, so it, it, it can play different roles. But I think two mains, like for protection or like uh, against like combo, like uh, just some game winning cards.
0: I think this deck, like if we're going to talk recent magic philosophy, uh, Lenny Wong, who's a uh, co-host of the other pre-modern podcast called Spike Colony, a recent podcast, uh, he's talking about like strategic or tactical uh, players or decks or whatever. And Mm -hmm. this must be like a really super tactical deck. Like you're you're mentioning that you don't even have a strategy, like you just you improvise basically on what you're seeing and take it from there. And I, I do love those types of deck. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I think it's, yes, the word that is tactical then. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's a yeah. Deck, yeah. yeah, I think it's a very tactical deck.
2: And I think I heard some, I think I maybe listened to this um, podcast episode as well. So yep. yeah, so, and, and I think I'm a player like that enjoys like tactical games. Like I, I love mid-range decks, so. Uh, so, so, I think it's it suits my kind of playstyle well.
0: And this is why Seb, uh, like, I told him about this deck and he's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> he's also the mid range guy. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. yeah, clearly, but, yeah, but, clearly. But, but still, also because I, I, I've tried to learn, but because I would never be able to put this together. Uh, I need to, like you mentioning, uh, Carl, you uh, looked first at maybe. Uh, armaments deck, and started that's a starting point because cards like Sunscape, familiar. Okay, Sweet. Why, why do we need that in this deck? I think
2: it's a flex spot, some of the flex spots in the deck, but it's uh, uh it's an O3, you can block some stuff, and you can get some instead. Yeah, it's not colored mana, but your spells get cheaper, so you can, for example. Play Wall of Roots for one mana, and then you take one mana from the Wall of Roots. You can play Survival mm-hmm. for one mana, so you can sometimes play like multiple spells. If you play, for example, to turn two, then you can maybe play two spells the following turn, for example. And it's it blocks and yeah, it works with
1: Trading Rider as a. It some... is it especially good because you're playing Survival or because you're going off with it in a sense then or, yeah.
2: I'm not sure about the card if it's like, correct, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a flexible. No, I think it's so. great. I love <laughs> it!
0: And it, it works with Opposition, like, yeah, the yeah, card play becomes yeah. so different. It's super synergistic in this deck. Uh, and we
1: have like one Enlightened Tutor. Yeah. We have uh, one Opposition, one, uh, I'm, I'm just looking at the Enchantments and yeah. uh, Aura of Silence uh and the uh, we already mentioned right yeah
0: silver library yeah
1: and clear the survival then yeah so one silver. so um yeah i'm just trying to grasp all of the like how is the play pattern you usually carl or you, you start out with ramping out or do do the is, does it differ clearly it differs but uh what, what do you look at if you look at a starting Seven card, seven card, like starting hand. Are you uh, yeah,
2: for? usually you want planetorks so you can so you can ramp your mana. That's the most important thing. Um, but you need some kind of threat as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so if you have the survival, yes, that's what you want usually. But you don't, you cannot use the mulligan to survival. I think you, because the the deck have some other angles to attack with the creature package. So. For example, Travion Rider, for example, is good, but it's to, to get early, um, or maybe a Sylvan or something that you can draw into something. So, but but usually you want mana dorks and and develop your mana because the mana is very important. So I think quite often if you attack the mana, mana base, then you really kill this deck.
3: Mm.
0: Okay. And, yeah, and you have root wells as well. Like you have that little synergy with Survival and Gas Cradle as well. Like it's. Ev- it's yeah <laughs> all, oh, i love it yeah it's I, I think route, i
2: started so. for example one time playing with four uh route yeah. but that was too much but i think two is really good because that you can sometimes if we have all of roots you can play one root walla like during your turn and then another one during yeah. your opponent's turn and then you if you have a crater for example then you have a lot of more mana the, the following turn
0: yeah mm-hmm. i mean the tech has been yeah pretty recognized i think nick katrupy like really push that into modern like that that is actually very very dangerous because cradle makes it insane
3: mm-hmm.
0: but uh, uh i'm just thinking i have three creatures i would like to ask if you have tried i i'm not saying you'd a card engine here because obviously you have squeeze survival but uh, what about wall of blossoms uh, have you tried a miser one just to have like late game trade wind rider shenanigans or
2: uh, I hate Wall of blossoms. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I maybe tried it, but I don't like it. So yeah, you get card advantage. That's nice. You can block, but I think the Wall of Roots is so much better in, in this deck. Uh, and maybe you can squeeze in one, for example. But I don't think... Usually the play pattern is not that you want to like bounce it with trading, right? Usually it's like to draw a card. Uh, the trading rider, you want to... Sometimes used for bouncing your own stuff just yes, for protection. But I think most common to use it as a threat to bounce yep. like uh, a creature or other permanent. Sometimes, some so much as you starting bouncing lands, and that's really fun. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah, I hear you. Alright, my next card I wanted to ask about is Glow Rider. Uh, the 3 mana white 2 2 Thorn of Amethyst effect. So, non creature spell cost 1 more to cast is that uh, has that been tried yeah
2: it's a lovely card i yeah. i haven't tried it but i looked at it many times um, yeah. and i i don't know if it's good enough but it's um yeah i think it's a candidate at least it's uh, it can be a very strong effect in some matchups but uh, so yeah is it it's a card I've looked at a lot, but I haven't tested.
3: Uh,
0: I mean, you're tested. you're you so many things there, and like I love it, so I have to ask because I'm I'm tried out Glow Rider right as well. But the last card is True Believer. Uh, if you're saying Oath uh, is a problem card, like True Believer gives us Shroud, uh, so but but it's double white for a two-two. Is that I don't know if it's even castable in this deck, but like have you tried it?
2: Uh, No, I haven't actually thought too much, okay, I can say, oh, yeah, the targets, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I haven't thought about it actually in that way, Mm -hmm. so, but, yeah, maybe, Uh, yeah, but double white is not, not you want, yeah, yeah. so I have opposition double blue. it's a nightmare, Mm -hmm. and I have Aura of Silence is double white as well, I have two Aura of Silence in the deck, one in the main and one in the board, Yeah. Uh, but I think it's worth it, for example, because that card is really, uh, yeah, it's so strong yeah okay. so so we can say if we talk for for example about glow rider and or of silence and cards uh, you can say they are part of like a mana denial plan or prison mm-hmm. elements or whatever you want to yeah. call it uh, so so sometimes this deck goes for this kind of 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 game uh, where one, one one withdraw one opposition or of silence uh, and in the board I have one more uh, mm-hmm. Uh, aura and i have two shields as well in the board against red deck. so so there's a prison element so the draw deck started out with like a stronger prison element as well with tangle wires um oh. so i think you were kind of all melundi played tangle wires so oh, okay. uh so it was really um it played with squirrel nest as well together with opposition of course yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all the so that deck was more like uh prison deck you can say and yeah. this deck can sometimes play out as a prison deck but it's more like a, a mid-range uh, mix yeah. but sometimes you some games are more like prison games
0: yeah and you have your three black vices in the cyber as well so you can like really
2: yeah that, that. that maybe i don't i don't know if we'll talk about the board later but that's i'm not i'm not sure there so there are there's some flex spots in both in the main and in the sideboard that i'm uncertain of actually okay.
1: Yeah, I think we're going into the cyborg territory sooner yep. or later. But your you, your deck is so too kiddy. so you <laughs> so it's gonna be interesting to talk about the cyborg later on. Um, other honorable mentions, like you uh, talked about uh, Anton, like Octavo Rangotang. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a solid card. That's
1: of usually uh, at least in the seventy-five. Uh, what are your thoughts about that card? Uh,
2: yeah, it's a good... I, I tried it. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And I tried Monk Realist as well. Um, yeah, they're mm-hmm. they good, but... Yeah, I, that was my other question. I <laughs> combined them in one card instead to play the Vigilante in main, and I think it's... so far, I'm, I'm very satisfied with that. Uh, yeah. But you could, for example, play one, one in the board. It could be possible, um, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but so far I'm I think vigilante is really good. Uh and, and one thing I did as well was like if you ga- go for example a lot of with like with creatures with abilities, for example, uh, the 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 monkey and um, uh, monk release for example, then you just rely on creatures destroying enchantments and artifacts. So I want to like spread it out. So I used uh, both enchantments like Aura of Silence and creatures that can do this. Yeah thing for example like, against humility or other, other, other yeah um mm, yeah. That, that kind of stuff so you can like fight in different angles
0: yeah, yeah. again uh, uh the most tactical deck i've ever seen in tomorrow i think like <laughs> <laughs> it's insane how how versatile i mean the game patterns must is completely different every match. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: two, two more uh, cards that I'm wondering if you uh, like your thoughts about. Like, man uh, is uh, trade wind riders enough for uh, between man and uh, like, is it even in your what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, it's a good
2: card. I tried it as well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but I think.
2: I changed the mana ward to a uh, waterfront bouncer instead because you want more bounce effects. So instead of having yeah. maybe three trade trade riders, you can get the bouncer. It costs only two mana to develop and uh, to play it. For, for example, against Dreadnought or something. Uh, so yeah, mana War is good, but uh, I think um, I'm fine with two trade Riders and one uh, waterfront bouncer. Yeah, and, and you have
0: the synergy with Squee and Rugrats exactly, and like Genesis. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you can really. I, I really if like you
1: get bit. to that, yeah. yeah. But man war, yeah, depends on like it's a bit more upfront, I guess. Uh I've seen it in a bunch of survival um,
0: and it's, it's not upfront, it's waterfront. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well okay, lastly, <laughs> uh what what are your thoughts about uh, anger? Uh, you you're feeling more of a controller or uh
2: the the uh, haste thing with anger. Yeah. Uh yeah it's of course really good with haste but this deck you you don't need it actually you mm. you want to play a long game and and uh yeah summoning sickness yeah you just need to wait <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah but of course it's good but uh you,
1: you're you're playing like the more control yeah but but, 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 stuff, but so. the
2: mana base again i sorry because i'm like a bit I don't know if you say heavy, but I have a lot of white and blue cards. Uh mm. and I don't want the mountain in deck. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I think Yeah, I, I kinda like your thought process but that you actually want to play your cards also. <laughs> you you're not only like leaning into survival that heavily.
3: mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: no, but like if you
2: like you need uh, four good foothills and a mountain uh that destroy yeah. my mana base.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, the mana base doesn't look amazing as is, but like it's doable, I guess. So yeah, getting getting that. and um, Yeah, you would get what, you have my Granger and the mountain as well. So it's like, mm.
3: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, yeah that... haste is obviously good in, in these types of decks. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Should we talk
2: sideboard.
1: Yeah, maybe. Or or have we have we talked about all the like tool you already mentioned? Yeah, I think we're, we're about there, right? I'm just I, I think it's so through. hard
0: to like sign up yeah. the, the idea like I want to say so like you win with the ranged hermit right but like I can see opposition uh, yeah exactly and winter being like the yeah so I'm not sure Carl what, what C- can uh, you before uh, we go uh, to yeah. cyber oh yeah sorry Carl I mean, yeah sorry.
2: I think the most common with how I win is usually opponent scopes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay
1: yeah, when, when you have that going on okay could you just like explain to me uh like novice on whatever this is. Uh, you mentioned, Anton, it came clear to you that we have three. uh, Like, I I can't really understand how we're, when do we decide that we're going into what section of whatever we have gas cradle, we have three gas cradle. And that goes. Does that go with when you're ramping, or because you're mentioning with the root with the basquela there also? What was yeah. that? So, did you decide on when did that came into the aspect of the deck?
2: the cradles, or
1: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, so the, from the
2: beginning, or yeah, more or less. I think almeloon yeah, played greatest as well maybe two i'm not sure but i think three is good it's a little bit greedy with three but but, but i think uh, yeah they are really good in the deck but sometimes your opening hand is not good enough with the with the, 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 the mana but mm-hmm. uh, but, but you need, need a lot of mana because I, like some threats are quite expensive like uh, the curve is a bit high where you have trade win for four mana and you have the um, hermit for five and mm. master core as well and um, uh, so you need a lot of mana especially with survival and it's you need a lot of green mana so mm. um, so I think the deck needs survival uh, The, the guest cradle
0: yeah I mean anyone who's played survival decks knows like one, once you get going and you have the cradle it's so super easy to just the board it's insane how like it's unprecedented in adding green mana yeah okay. i guess priest of titanium else does it too but yeah, yeah because
1: yeah. i can re it's clear in else for me but yeah. uh, i don't know when you're playing survival in this mid-range style what i what i can't really understand is when you're ramping into creatures well clearly mana is good so i guess so but yeah. you need the mana so you can go off like each
0: like a, if you have winter orb opposition it's a bilateral effect so like yeah, yeah. when you get on that cradle and you have like four guys out and you can deploy the hermit and all of a sudden you have like nine guys out and like it, it gets insane yep. with one cradle uh, yep. so, yeah yeah and, yep, yep.
2: and uh, for example um, sometimes the master core when he's, he's on the battlefield <laughs> he needs a lot of mana to to shoot for example red decks mm. yeah
1: yeah, and you mentioning you have like basically your end game is a bit heavy on the mana side. Also, uh, Anto mentioning the range hermits and well, I guess the master core also. The or cross on just...
0: Tusker, the cross on Tusker. <laughs> Hard cost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and I mean, yeah, okay. yeah. If you're gonna do Genesis tricks as well, like that's uh, th- additional three mana each mm-hmm. upkeep. So like, yeah. Looks, I can see it to me see. that that cradle is. Very yeah.
2: Solid. yeah, I I think like the main thing that Dick does in in that kind of sense is like to develop the board uh, each turn and to get like value each turn to like outvalue yeah. your opponent. That like, or mm-hmm. if you win by prison elements, so you more or less prison them out, or just win by like uh, gaining a lot of value and advantage usually. Sometimes mm-hmm. as well, just with attacking, that happens, but it's not that common. Uh, yeah. For example, you can use the Cradle to just pump to Root Wallace and swing for six or something like that. So it's it mm-hmm. can happen as well. But
3: yeah, yeah.
1: Because this is like, a, uh, we, we haven't discussed other Bant archetype decks, but I guess it's basically Terragaddon, right? <laughs> that's the other contender, and that's more leaning into the... Not opposition, necessarily, but that shell. Uh...
0: We're actually, uh, like, that's the segue later, because mm-hmm. the finals is a band finals.
1: Ooh, so that's we can, nice. We can talk more about <laughs> band decks
0: later on, I think. OK.
1: I interrupted you a while back, Anton. We're going into the sideboard territory, Yeah, let's do so the sideboard and then hit, talk, uh, talk monthly. That.
0: But mm. uh, OK, so, like, first card, obviously, like, the all-star of all times, Mystic Snake. What up? How good is it, Carl? Uh,
2: Anton, it's actually quite bad. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> God damn it. So no. It's a card that. And the
1: pub. Yeah. And the pub. <laughs>
2: that, that I looked at a lot. Like, it's. Yeah, it looks really good, but it's not that good <laughs> as it looks. But you um, even have
0: the soundscape Familiar to make it like fantastic, uh, like only three mana.
2: So, yeah. so I think it's a card that I had in the deck earlier and I took it out because I like never used it, more or less. And yep. then, uh, so then I put it in again, but I think I will... It's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's uh, Some matchups can be good maybe, but uh, I don't think it's good enough. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, it saddens me, but like, yeah, I've come to the conclusion as well. But uh, fuck, it's it, it's a cool card. So, and uh, so, mad respect for replaying it. Yeah.
2: So we can say that uh, the Mystic Snake is uh, is one of the flex spots right now in the in the cyborg.
3: Mhm.
0: Uh, and then you have for more counter spell effects. You have three Annulls. They seem good, I guess. Like Naturalize. You rather go blue counter spells there. Tell us.
2: Yeah, so so I made quite like dramatic changes like in the uh, over the last last year I would say, and for example I put in three annals. Uh, so instead before I had uh, like naturalize or uh, or yeah, uh, enchantment mm-hmm. artifact uh, destruction spells, but 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 no counters. Uh, but for example against like pernicious deeds, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to naturalize. It can be too late. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, for example, that's a card that really destroys this deck. Um, mm. And for example, a uh, dreadnought and other stuff, it's better to counter it than to try to destroy it sometimes because yeah, they can protect it and so on. With uh, so, I think i have been very satisfied with them so far. Mm. And I three think three is okay number.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I kind of like your approach. Like that's a bad matchup fuck it
0: <laughs> yeah like, right you can't you can't win versus everything yeah i love that yeah
1: song. usually you go like into a weird spot where you're like maybe i need to uh, like rearrange my whole sideboard so i play a completely different deck or whatever but yeah yeah um,
2: just to take an example so okay elves is is difficult okay i need to Put four black cards in the in the sideboard, like to, yeah, to get four plagues, exactly. for example. The, yeah. yeah, that's I could probably develop that to play them, but mm. uh, one is not good enough, and I think still the matchup is not good. <laughs> mm. And against goblins, yeah, plague is not that good. I think chill is much better in this deck. Yeah, yeah,
3: mm. seems like because
2: it works together with like the prison elements, and uh, and you yeah, have some blockers and so on. So I think it it's better.
0: Mm. But like that's actually an interesting note you're mentioning now to consider splashing another color because you have what you have two brass one gemstone one thranquora one grand colosseum that's five and you have four birds and one utopia tree so you have actually ten sources to produce any rainbow color you want so like it's not unreasonable to have like one card to you know just take a chance or yes what if may, a, may,
2: maybe maybe yeah. re, a red blast for example mm-hmm.
3: i think yeah. that can be good
2: so uh, i think i will dive into that kind of like try some some counters maybe like a uh, red blast and maybe something yep. else mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's cool uh i'm not sure what else like sword seems to me obvious like it's the best card in for basically so like yeah you should play swords obviously
3: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: revelation fantastic card mm-hmm uh wait for august yeah lantex was banned for august so that didn't but i yeah what's your thought of ray of revelation yeah i think of revelation i think it
2: was like for example against lantex but uh, i believe just didn't change sideboard. so i'm not i'm not sold on the single ray of um, revelation maybe i'll change it to maybe another vigilante maybe i'm not sure yeah Mm -hmm. but they're an
1: orangutan
2: yes maybe (laughs) yeah. Some monkeys. Okay.
0: Some
1: monkeys. Monkeys. Some uh, sexy monkeys.
0: Phyrex and furnace seems solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, any survival deck really wants Withered Wretch, but double black is... I think that's where the line goes. Or yeah, I actually. think
2: a so... I don't know. Survival deck playing that card. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, double black, no.
0: Yeah, that's rough. I mean, if you go pure rock, uh, survival rock, basically, uh, yeah, I, absolutely. But yeah, it's it's a shame. It would be in, like the perfect cyber card in all decks if it was one colorless, one black. But yeah, double black sucks. Yeah, and the black so, uh, and the
2: black is I'm not sold on either, really. So I, I don't, I don't know. I, um...
0: Are, are they for control or where, when do you bring them in?
2: So, I actually put them in like just this, this month, like to because I don't know how to fight really control. So, yeah. so that's at least like force control play to, to play on the board. Mm. Um, yeah. So, that's like I think the main thing because mm. I don't want to be the aggro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to, to just play into their mass distraction yeah. spells. So, um, so, like to put the threat on different levels so you have both creatures and something else because, like, yeah. Some thoughts about like have different angles, but uh, I have no no idea really if it's good enough. I don't think so, but I don't know.
0: Can we can we name this episode or this deck like the most tactical deck ever? Because like (laughs) you're you're covering all the access Carl. I love it. Like I I really buy that argument that like yeah I I don't want to play into the board. So let's let's cover that angle and like yeah Black Vice actually covers that. So yeah, sounds sounds reasonable. Yeah.
2: So another another card that I tried uh, maybe uh, is Call of the Claw for example against Wrath of God but this is usually about that you don't want to like sit on lock, lock just waiting for mm-hmm. uh, hold up mana and that's like yeah. an argument to not play mystic snake either because then you're just like sitting and waiting because you usually want to use your mana all, every turn. yeah
3: mm.
0: have you tried seedborn muse by the way yes i have uh, I,
2: did, I I don't like it. It's okay. it, I think it's a win more card. Uh, yeah. Since like I think most of the creatures I have like do something by by their own. If you just but what does a see Muse do uh, do by by own? Not that much I think. So yeah. for example, if you have it together with trade wind or something, yeah, of course it's really good. But but just just without it's not that good. So and it's cost five mana so it's uh, yeah i'm not so much i'm not sold on that card
0: yeah carl uh, is really wrinkling his forehead when we talk about seaborn muse for the listeners mm-hmm. you yeah. mm-hmm. look really concerned so, i forgot so, uh, about uh,
2: i i like queen Rainier better in that like kind of spot okay it doesn't do exactly the same but for example to get double activations with tradewind or who, for example uh, uh mother runes or something it's uh I think wearing Ranger is much better to use. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. I see that. Frown, frown his uh, head is the expression, not wrinkle his forehead. Yeah, frown. Uh, sorry. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I forgot about what, what's the card I uh, usually play in the rock when you sacrifice two green one. Uh, yeah, have my elder. Yeah. That's not a survival card, maybe or. Yeah, um, like, that's like the,
2: more... the the um, the yeah um, um, elder yeah elder yeah, yeah I think it could play like more or less the same spot as uh, as the, um, uh, the Tusker or if you mm, yeah the Tusker played that the, instead the, the, um, Granger. Uh, so, yeah Granger so exactly
1: yeah. Granger also you uh, you can see some Granger being played right mm-hmm. yeah so I think that's, uh, that's you're not no. like
2: the same spot but. I think the task is really good since you get uh, to get the land and then you get to draw a card as well. So, yeah, sometimes and, and you're cycling, you, you, can, so you don't need to play exactly, it or you don't need to. So, you, you, wait you a can turn get or... a card value, you can get the card advantage mm-hmm. there, for example, with Genesis. You don't, yeah, you, you can nice uh, play around counter spells, for example, so to just get some card draw for um, yeah. Yeah, six right. mana. So, you get the land and you get the uh, card.
0: Mm. I mean its it sounds to to listeners it's like, oh well, Primodern is like a turn three format, but like this deck is actually going to the late game and yeah, I'll be playing versus Genesis and cross and Tusker combination it's it's really good when the deck is like just trying to stabilize uh, mm. it, it sucks when you're like in a control deck and they get the mana so yeah I can see it. I really like Tusker
1: um also i'm wondering about spike feeder usually being played but what are your thoughts about that Karim? uh yeah i
2: tried it so for example but you're
1: playing Baylots instead or? yeah i play bail instead so it's a
2: bigger body and uh, yeah you can do shenanigans with um the spike feeder to the gain two lives and bounce it for example with trading rider, but i think that's like even a little bit too slow for this deck uh So I I think bailout them together with Moa. So in best situation if you have survival out you play Bailoft and then you play Moa, sack Moa and try to recover Moa. Yes. Sweet.
0: Uh, have you tried Radiance Dragoons, by the way? Yes. I tried it
2: as well. Uh, but it's the white and it's with Echo and yeah, so so far like the, the games I have it, You're gaining
1: five when it comes to the player. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay.
0: two, fi- two five or two, f- no, it's a two five, right? Uh, flying, echo, angel for... Oh, it's a flying. No, it's it's not flying. Right. Doesn't it uh, fly? No. I, it has wings. It's an angel. But, okay, <laughs> but of course it doesn't fly because why
1: should it? It's so. dragooning. I, I guess dragoons maybe don't fly. Uh, I yeah. <laughs> <As in laughs> think dragoons don't. is
2: some kind of guard. It's, it's not a
0: dragon. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a so dragon. No, no. I need uh,
0: to. I need to see. It doesn't fly. Of course, it doesn't. No.
1: Um, okay. Also, another question, sideboard uh, wise, uh, also, both of you guys. What do you think about ground seal? Uh, it's not maybe necessary in this deck, but uh, what are your feelings about that? Anton, can you? Uh,
0: I, I've, I've seen believe it me, sometimes. I I've looked into it uh, a lot. I, I do tend to play green decks, but like this spot removal uh, in graveyard uh, it, it's very narrow in pre-modern like it's no but X- my feeling
1: is that why it's good it's because you can use it against reanimator but maybe yeah re-animator but reanimator is not, not i mean it's
0: like 0.5 okay of the meta, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's i mean you have for example and you, you get you to draw a computer. card
1: so you're recycling it also That's
0: yeah i mean I <laughs> sure it would be good versus like Feb or hermit Feb because they can't unearth, I guess. But like it's it's quite narrow, so okay. like, uh, I'm, do, I, I don't think it's the best anti graveyard. Do,
1: do you agree, um,
2: Carl? Or uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, I think it's, as Anton maybe it looks looks a little bit narrow, I think. But yeah,
0: um... I mean, if if entomb would ever get unbanned in premodern, mm. which is not unlikely, it would. But like then, I think uh, ground seal will become a, a more common.
3: Um, mm, uh, so playable for
0: sure, but like yeah. since we don't have entomb, we don't have really reanimators. So it's like quite, quite mm. narrow, but yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, no. but yeah. you're you're getting into some cool cards, uh, Seb. I love it. Your research here is it's it's nice.
1: No, I'm I'm just like you see some versions of survival, and uh, that's what what I really like about this type of deck that. You need to adapt it like you have done, Carl, to your play style because there is a wide variety of uh, survival decks out there. Uh, You can you can play zombie infestation decks. You can play whatever. Uh, Like there, you can go into like you have done a bit of each (laughs) territory. You can go into the like basking root well, uh, like madness territory you can go into you can play elves you can do a bunch of stuff with survival so it's cool yeah yeah
0: yeah should we talk um tournament report i think we covered mm-hmm. the deck pretty
1: pretty good <laughs> yeah i think so uh even though i'm a bit slow i think i a more clear uh, view now into what's going on here. Uh, We have a lot of things going on and we have a lot of recursion and we have a lot of uh, squeezing out stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the sideboard and that was a a bit of a no brainer, right? So we need to mention like the nice, nice squirrel tokens there also. Clearly, from the good Ang- ones, yeah, yeah, that, those are, are a must-have. Regarding Call of the Herd, you, you can get nice ones there also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, sure. Let's get into the like what happened. First off, uh, Carl, you play this deck a while now, and you adapted it a bit. Is so this is your best run, I'm guessing, with the deck. Uh, yeah, I'm usually lose a lot, but uh, I was very surprised.
3: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um, You're so humble. <laughs>
3: <No, Yeah. yeah. laughs> you
1: <really laughs> every time we talk about like, oh, what are your thoughts about that? Well, this deck sucks against <laughs> that. So, <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: actually, I played a similar uh, earlier version of the deck, and I think I went to top uh, sixteen once. Mm. Like 2019, maybe 2020, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I lost there in top 16 mm. against another Swede.
0: Of course. Goddamn Swede.
2: Yeah, this, the cheater.
0: Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't speak of him. <laughs> the, the impulse thingy.
1: Okay, okay. That's the one. I see. So, um, but now you're doing good. And uh, tell us about your run uh, this, uh, this month, uh, pre run. Yes, run. Uh, sure.
2: Um, so, I'd played um, against, um, I think, two combo decks. Uh, first match was uh, Fluctuator, and then Lich combo, so that was the start to, to uh, uh, come at that Flippy flip on Lich? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah of course, mm. there's no water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you won
0: versus Fluctuator.
2: Yeah, 2-1, I think. I, I think so. at least it was Fluctuator, uh, there's a question about that, but I think it was Fluctuator, uh, so I, I was the, the guys in the pod and I, I think that was, uh, the memory of that match is a little bit vague, but I think it was Fluctuator, <laughs> at least. You know.
0: Um Medlemage is a good card there? Right? Yes, yes, really good,
2: yeah.
0: Alright, so you're 2-0 then, versus combo.
2: Yes, uh, then after that I played against uh, a Burn deck, uh, it was not really Sly, I think maybe it played Mishra, uh, so it was not a typical Sly deck, but it was a Burn deck, uh, and I think yeah, I think I went 2-0 that one, against the Burn deck.
0: Sounds um, like a Will Will Hurst uh, deck. You yeah, with, it was uh,
2: Stefan Gotter, so German. I okay. Think yeah. And uh, Flippy yeah. on the Lish deck, and fluctuated. I think it was uh, Jamma uh, Free Fly, something like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then after that, I played against uh, Wim the the Boer or something like that. So it's uh, yeah. with pit, uh, yeah Bor, yeah with the Pit Truck and i think that's like the pit track i think it's a quite good matchup for me usually
1: yeah like you're not that sad when you get to like discard a squee or whatever yeah if
0: you land a survival it's pretty hard to do for them to like yeah.
1: to
3: cover
2: so i played that matchup a few times and i think it's quite good um, mm. And then after that, uh, we had uh, some Infestation, uh, Mark Floor, I think, played that one, uh, and I think it was 2-1 to me, um, so that's a little bit tricky matchup, I think, it's... Um,
0: you can't just say some st- Infestation, there's like hundreds different versions of some Infestation. Yeah, 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 but I
2: think I usually, it would, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, sure, it's, I don't remember exactly...
0: Uh, this build,
2: uh, how it looked like, yeah, that. They, they can of course play out a little bit alone. Uh, re- really different, of course.
1: Um, it so, w- was it an aggressive build or?
2: Uh, I don't remember. It's a lot, lot of recursion with the graveyards, and it's like. Uh, okay. But I think that kind of game usually goes long. For example, if they can resolve an early zombie infestation and get a lot of value, then they have no chance of winning. But if you uh, can remove zombie infestation it usually go to a long game and then they started to like to play their creatures usually
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Mm. Uh, and it goes very long
0: so mm. wait this is the fifth match right now right so yeah. what's your average uh, time for a match right now of these four, four,
2: <laughs> five uh, matches? I don't
0: know exactly but
2: but for example this deck it's not fun playing time rounds uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice. so it's it feels much better to play it in anton rounds so okay. yeah so I actually won the first five uh, matches then and then That's I cool. faced uh, uh, Dreadnought uh, the match number six in the pod and then I lost that one with oh uh, two
3: okay.
2: uh, I think it was uh, blue
0: white yeah blue white uh, Dreadnought okay.
2: yeah. does
0: this deck actually look Pretty solid versus Dreadnought. You have a lot of a um, lot of answers. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but, but if you get like a Dreadnought turn two, if you don't have yeah, an yeah, answer, yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's sure. yeah. uh, so I played against a Dreadnought deck as well in in uh, in top uh, four. Yeah,
0: I saw that. Yeah.
2: So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I have quite many answers to Dreadnought, so it's not impossible, but it's. Mm. Mm. Uh, if they get if they get the quick Dreadnought, then they can even have like three back up. But that's like okay, uh, yeah, I, can, yeah. I cannot deal with yeah, that. Yeah, who wins
1: the die roll and <laughs> yeah, exactly. a lot of yeah.
0: uh, that, that match matches. can be seen at uh, OS uh, Cardey, right? Uh, on Twitch. Yes. And yep. Rookers, uh, yeah. And
2: I, I think it's it's a lot of value there for the viewers. It's long, a, l- <laughs> a long
1: match. <laughs> you yeah. you like the long game? Yeah, <laughs> because then you usually win, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you're 5-1 you're in the Swiss, um, Sounds like, by the way, it sounds like a fantastic pod, like wow, the, um, I haven't played, I think I played like 4 or 5 monthlies this year, but like it's been pretty, pretty tier 1 or, and 2-ish decks, it's pretty common uh, right now in Europods, so this sounds like a very fun pod, Yep. Yeah. as Europe, you're doing great.
2: Yeah, so it was like uh, um A good mix, I think. A lot of different
3: Mm -hmm. kind of decks. Nice.
0: All right. So uh, going into top sixteen, were you already advanced into top sixteen? Did you win the pod, or did you have to like a wild card battle to get in, or?
2: No, I took the uh, pod
0: down. So yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So what was your top sixteen match then?
2: Uh, So I played against Andy Calpepper. He played uh, Tricks Tide.
0: A, f- a friend of the pod we did a an episode uh, with him this spring yeah the, yeah
2: i think i listened to it so it was uh yeah
0: yeah so you you crushed dreams of tricks man yeah mm-hmm. so he, he
2: was like early was like yeah. and the Culpeper was like the the main pre-modern influencer maybe he was writing a yep. lot on the, on the on the blog like brewing and that was really interesting when when i started playing because it was like new content out there so yeah, nice to meet him and play against him. Yeah,
0: Tide doesn't seem too good versus like 11 Doric strategy deck, I guess.
2: It it actually can be. Tide is very dangerous for me, I would okay. say, yeah. Okay. Um, but it depends a little bit, but, but it, yeah, Tide can be dangerous, I think. But he had problems in that 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 match I think I had like so a lot of really different answers so yeah yeah I think it was a, I was a bit afraid but I think it was quite okay matchup for me mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then right. after that one we had top eight I played against Ron Taylor played suicide black so it's Ooh. yeah so that's quite like straight uh, forward games so I don't think that took so long <laughs> no. no, no. no. Um, yeah, that
0: uh, yeah, it's so cool to see uh, Mono Black again. It's been a while. Yeah, his,
2: his bro was very aggressive and, and quick. So uh, yeah, I think he it, it had a really tight list there.
0: Yeah, right. He doesn't even play like the rest of his stuff. I, mean, like, I know, like. I don't
2: place. think it was like full library played, and I think yeah. he played a mix of like drinker of sorrows, like, oh, yeah, two yeah. offs, and um, and two negators. I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. was like a split, so. Uh, Uh, And, um, yeah, a really tight build and really aggressive, fast one. And then then after... um, uh, the last last one in top four, then I played uh, Federico, he played mono-blue Dreadnought. And that was really nail-biter
0: that match it was a best of five no best of three eight. it was a best yeah. of th- oh yeah i uh-huh. just saw that the match was like two hours long so, but, Yeah, yeah okay, so.
2: <laughs> so we had like we need to fight about some key cards so uh so it's just um yeah but it took really long time so so then he of course he played like a control route uh, with that deck against my deck so it was
1: okay he had a control version also or what do you mean or in your matchup or
2: uh I can look if I can see the list but it's uh, he, no, but he played uh, no. uh, I, I just mean that he played like a control
0: game. Yeah. Yeah, no. exactly. yeah I think exactly. he had a pretty straight up uh, mono yeah. blue yeah. Yeah. because yeah. usually
1: you go mono blue you're going one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean
0: there was another like mono blue like more controlish uh, shrimp deck in top mm-hmm. 4 but that was the other semifinal I think. So mm. I think Federico did like the the stock mono blue. I don't yeah. Yeah, not yeah.
2: Exactly. But but it was really a fight of some key cards because uh, he had a huge problem dealing with resolve Permanence. So mm-hmm. he had one boomerang in the main and one in the board, and he had two curse two in yep. in the board that shuts a lot of my stuff down, mm-hmm. and one powder keg. So uh, other that, he didn't have that much uh, any kind of answers
1: against like resolve permanents, and that was well, <laughs> fighting a, o- yep. over yeah. I remember building trick sticks, but then you have the sapphire. Is it called sapphire medallion? Yeah. And, and I just want to make an honorable mention of hoodwink. That's a really nice card.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like you need <laughs> sapphire medallion when you have soundscape familiar, right?
1: Yeah, you're right. Ah. Sorry. Exactly. Uh, hoodwink is it's 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 flavorful and cool regarding boomerang effects. Yeah, sure. But you don't need it if you're playing all islands, I guess. <laughs>
2: yeah, if you play hoodwinks, you can play some pirates as well. I would love to have some pirates in my deck as well, but that's uh, yeah, mm-hmm. too much.
0: Yeah, yeah Glo- glow rider seems like perhaps the best. Pirate yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Ah, cool. All right, so you're currently. In the finals and the other finalist is uh, Kobe Robert Keller on Band Oath so we have the band finals just, um, revolving around an Exodus uh, green two mana enchantment survival in one and Oath of Druids in another
2: yes yeah so yeah. the final is coming up
0: quite soon how are you feeling about it yeah, I don't know this uh, we'll see
2: uh, yeah, <laughs> so it was like off the top. Okay, now I'm in top 60. I will just lose and I will lose and I will lose <laughs> but I, So I, I don't know uh, I'm a bit scared about oath for example and uh, But but that kind of I haven't really seen that that deck really before uh, so So I don't know exactly how it how the match will play out But
0: uh, Yeah, hmm. no, it's it's looked like a sweet deck actually, but um yeah, you, you obviously don't believe in yourself, Carl.
1: <laughs> no, it's rather <laughs> like, oh, well, this will suck, <laughs> but uh, let's see what yeah. goes down.
0: You, you should uh, believe in yourself. Like, but, you've done this really well, man, yeah, but, in the finals.
2: But uh, Anton, maybe you can say something to the listeners about the Swedish Jantelagen.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, okay, yeah, okay.
0: yeah you can't be, you Both need to the... be very humble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, the, the, that, the,
1: that's the Swedish way. Yeah. yeah, we're the opposite of uh, like being boasting yeah. here in Sweden.
0: Yeah, yeah. but you, you can pat yourself on the shoulder and say, good job, man. Um mm. uh, it, it's uh, very fun to see this uh, brew getting up there. Um, like, yeah, a mixture of cool archetypes into one.
2: Indeed. Yeah. Thank you, Anton.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I
2: can say as well, uh, like it, it's a deck that I really like to play. It it's fun to play the decks since mm. like the matchups yeah, they they usually play out very different, so it's uh yeah, it's a fun deck to play.
1: Yeah. And once again, usually you see like a someone leaning a bit into a certain like I'm I'm I hate elves or I hate X deck like whatever <laughs> and like that's usually because like I'm, I'm never losing against this type of deck again and uh, i really like your approach you're uh solid against most of the decks you can win against elves also but you don't need to like i need to win against this i don't need to win against this i think it's a uh, that's mid-range for you right you can't you you can't lean too much into anything, you need to be prepared for everything, yep. and then you have to because control uh, preys on uh, mid range, mid range preys on aggro, and mid range needs to be prepared for everything. That's why I love mid range, so uh, it's a cool mid range deck. That I think, uh, if anyone is to try it out, uh, it's probably a hurdle to <laughs> find their way. But uh, if they played Survival earlier, uh, it's probably... And if they know the meta or whatever, it's probably going to be decent.
0: Yeah, I feel like you could never get bored of this type of deck.
1: Exactly. That's what's going for it. Uh, Yeah. Well, guys, I guess we've uh, concluded our uh, band session here of Band Survival. Uh, whatever, I don't know what, what we should call this, except for band Survival, so...
0: Yeah, the most tactical deck ever. The t-
1: tacti- tactical band. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a cool <laughs> name. That's a cool that name. sounds <laughs> quite good, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I don't think it can be more tactical with band anyhow, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, well, really nice of you to join us, Carl. Um, and I... Wish you the best in the, like, rest of your, is it, finals, whatever. Yeah. In the upcoming. It feels like you're going to keep playing this, so, <laughs> the other month is also. Yeah, thank
2: you, Seb. It was a pleasure to be on and to talk about my petek. Hmm?
0: Yeah, super cool. Uh, yeah, really glad we got to do this interview.
1: And before we leave, Anton, you have a couple of shout outs to make.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of cool tournaments coming up. Uh, so, just I don't know when we will release this, but you're often pretty fast on in editing and releasing. So, <sighs> this weekend we have the Mr. Mountain Games Pre Modern Fall Cup that will be streamed by Cloud Goat Ranger, I think, on Saturday. Uh, so, if you have um, you want to see some cool Pre Modern Matic, like uh, you should tune in on that. And uh, next week we have the Pre Modern Euro Champs in Germany and it will be streamed uh, also so you should definitely tune in on that uh, if you're not playing uh, and there's some other like cool uh, tournaments coming up in October. I think there's the Spanish Nationals uh, and we have the Dutch Nationals, the Afton Troll Cup in November, uh, along with the Italian Nationals. Uh, so I think they're all like pretty decent sized uh, pre-modern tournaments and gatherings, like uh, whole weekend gatherings with old school events and whatever. So uh, if you are bored uh, in Europe, uh, there's a lot of cool events happening. Uh, and if you just like to like consume content, content um, Mike Arnold, also a friend of the pod, uh, he's doing his annual um, Super Gauntlet thing, uh, where 64 decks are drafted among 8 players, and they play it out in a single elimination tournament. Uh, I'm actually one of the 8 players, so I've got the, the cool experience of doing a draft. Uh, among mm-hmm. decks it was like super fun thing to do uh ended up with a real i don't know i, I have no words for my gauntlet of eight decks it's like super <laughs> weird how it ended up but it will be fun as hell uh it's really nice guys uh, in this uh, thing so that will be like run from october to december um you can join mc arnold's uh, Twitch, which is what? Lanawar God damn it. I should have uh, this down. Ah, I don't know. Lanawar or something. Um, mm. Mike Arnold. Google him or Facebook him or whatever. Cornerstone yeah. of, the, of the format. So, yeah, that was the shout outs of uh, today's episode, I think.
1: Okay. Good night, guys. And thanks, everyone. All the listeners and everyone out there. Bye-bye.
4: Bye bye Styles are thorough, different mentalities and mottos, absolute bottles. I'm talking my borough. From the central station across the bridge to the southern part, passing the powerful walls of Cannard. Now, Stockholm gray but still colorful, a town ugly as hell, but still frustrating, beautiful, subliminal obsession. Create city hostility and suburban aggression. Original suburbanite, but now I'm city slicking. Sometimes I was stricken, then I promenade to myself, I rank. Moving from my own alleys up the Grand and Sheraton. Where the hot shots hang Now you don't wanna confront the wrong cavalry You thought the streets were safe Cause of the NFG The swan cold chilling The beats are calling Inspiration bebops Even when I'm rockin' rollin', rolling You never seen this type of shit Since the days of Abba for real The scene is massive i am a still No caps I pill In my zone I chill With all harmonic people From far south to Blue Hill We've got the Caucasians The growing pain brothers The killers The one I haven't fella, The rock bottom dwellers My clique supreme The team now now, the con ones and psychos, a bunch of fandams and rocos, the the locos, the chino wearing flight there, King Latinos, and a whole lot of Emilios. Confront and get speed knocked. My mastermind beams infrared. On all your five fed heads now. The mass is infinite, cut, it bleeds venom, styles of them Get you blunted. in musical opium. We won't die, no time for widows, to fill the draft. Real rappers revolting and writers be on a warpath. The sound spells phenomena. Natural born rule shock spells stamina. We Got them all in here, Peewees and Giants. We're growing a bunch of black tops in the box.
3: Sick.